Greetings and welcome to the Trauma and Social Work Podcast. Thank you for listening to Season 2. You are listening to Tanya Octave, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. My goal is to provide education, resources, suggested practices, and understand more about the aspects of trauma and social work. This podcast is for you because we are all impacted by trauma. I am your host. Go grab your notepad, pen, or pencil, a warm cup of tea, and let's get down to business. This season is to focus on the voices of others impacted by trauma. Although I may speak on behalf of others with their permission, this is still their voice. You will hear from social workers, parents, families, children, teenagers, clinicians, and just so much more. You will hear from all people, regardless of their heritage, ethnic background, gender or sexuality, identification, social economic status, and much more. Let's take a deep, profound listening to all voices. podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. If you are a repeat listener or someone who is just joining, I say welcome once again. I often don't receive much feedback regarding these podcasts, but it is appreciated when I do. As a side note, I will complete season two, which is a little lengthier than season one. I will take off for December for spiritual and meditative reasons. And if guided and inspired to continue the podcast, I will be back for January 20. 22. Can you believe it? Oh no. So this provides us three more times together before I take a break. Last week I shared the voice of Albert, his struggles with growing up and learning to navigate the world, the patience he provided as a father, and the regrets he disclosed towards the end of his life. In addition, this is the voice of his daughter, Danae. She wrote a letter to her father, Albert, after graduating high school and transitioning to college. This artifact was preserved by Albert over the years and can be shared. Unfortunately, only parts of the letter will be shared with you. Let's begin. So I don't know where to begin, you see. I am in college now. I live in a dorm and have a roommate. I don't know much about her, but she likes country music. I like it here, and sometimes I don't. But it is peaceful and quiet, so I get to study a lot. I'm not sure why I am writing you now, but I wanted to say something. Why did you leave? It was hard for me growing up without you. I never understood why you left. I remember I had to go to court 
You made me testify because you said I wasn't your daughter. Why didn't you think I wasn't your daughter? I didn't understand this. Was it because of child support? Did you not want to pay for me? Did you think my mom cheated? You know, you called me your daughter and you said that I look like you all the time. This does not make sense. I also remember when I was at school, my finger broke. I went to your house and told you I was in pain. You put ice on it and told my mom after the weekend passed. I had to wait a few days before my mom could take me to the doctor. Do you know my finger was broken? They had to re-break it. It was painful. You should have just brought me to the doctor the first day. You see, I remember a few things. First, I thought you loved me. Second, I remember going over to your house. I would play outside with my brothers. It was fun, but sometimes they did not let me play with them. They were mean to me. You let me play with the neighborhood kids, and that was better because I liked the girl. Third, I remember family trips to my aunt's house. I loved the animals, but I think we both remember the pig incident. Then in sixth grade, things changed. I remember going to court. I had to talk to attorneys about our relationship. I shared good memories and the attorney seemed to appreciate it. They even took me out to lunch over time and told me the truth and told me to tell the truth. I think I did good when I testified, but it was over after that. I remember when you asked me to go into the elevator with you and you said, I guess you are my daughter now. Why did you say that? Haven't I always been your daughter? I know I must have started to cry or something because I was sad. Then just like that, I never heard from you again. You never called me and I never went over to your house. What was it that I said in court that made you leave? I am mad at you. I went to the prom and graduated high school and you were not there. I had boyfriends who broke my heart and you were not there. My mom even told me she reached out to you several times and sent you pictures but you never called me. I talked to my brothers a few times and they just kept telling me I didn't know the whole story. I didn't need to know the whole story. I needed you. So when I'm with my brothers, I ask them questions all the time about you. One brother would tell me I need to call you, but why should I do this first? You are the dad and I am the child. My other brother wouldn't say much. He's, he would say the same thing, that he rarely talks to you as well. I guess what I am trying to say is that I'm mad and hurt. I was a child, and after court, you stopped being a father. I would cry all the time, but I realized how strong I was. That's why I worked so hard in life. I worked hard in school. I got good grades, and although I got into trouble, I graduated high school. I worked hard because I wanted you to see how special I was, and still now, you can't even call me.
I am your only child in college, the first child in your family to go to college. But for some reason, that's not enough for you. Well, I can do it on my own. I can prove myself. So if you don't want to be my father, then that's your loss, not mine. And that's all I wanted to say. Bye. Wow. Well, as you can see, there is a lot to unpack for Danae and how she struggled in her relationship with her father, Albert. She wanted more clarity about the relationship, and at the same time, her sadness manifested as anger, and this was pretty evident. I also hear grief. She felt with what some of us clinicians in the world called the loss of a love object. The letter was a tool Danae attempted to use to help her work through and resolve the loss of a love. Her father... She was learning and practicing putting language to her experience, which is part of the work done in therapy. It is in the therapeutic environment in which things are triggered, memories are recalled, and language can assist in communicating one's experience to others. Danae was probably around 18 years of age at this time, so she had some experiences with relationships. And if you can recall, the first and primary relationship are a part of the core development of a child. Danae was influenced by her perception of the relationship with her father. She had spent some time developing a relationship with her father. It was apparent trust was established, and this is one of the first things to develop an empathy along with safety. So Albert and Danae, they both felt some level of trust and safety with each other. Danae knew what it was like to have her father. And over time, the relationship was tested. Danae became angry and displaced this anger onto her father. Danae felt safe enough to do this because of the risk involved of losing her father altogether with writing the letter. This is a dangerous risk to make for young people because one risks vulnerability with the love object and at this developmental stage, it can be a painful experience to travel through. There are several things in play as a young adult. First, young people are learning to navigate other relationships. They become the center of relationships with others. Danae's letter expressed more about her feelings and experiences than what was occurring for her father, Albert. Danae's focus was on her experience, and this is developmentally congruent for young people. You see, in your 20s, it's hard to see stuff. You tend to keep the focus on you. You have to go through and have the experience and then hope that the experience that you have insight, and that you're open enough to learn through the experience. This is why it is tough to obtain wisdom early in life, because you haven't experienced the things needed in life to push you towards growth. I say push you towards growth because this should be the goal. But people also choose to move towards illness. And sometimes this is the easier path. Danae did not have to write this letter. 
and because she did, it changed things. Danae could have stayed mad and angered with her father all of her life. That resentment would have built up inside of her and eventually turned into high blood pressure, diabetes, heart conditions, etc. Danae could blame Albert and continue this path of illness. I suspect Danae's pain pushed her towards wanting some resolution or freedom from the pain, and writing her dad a letter was the way she felt freedom could be achieved. There are moments in life when parents struggle to hear and understand their children. I know more about how Albert reacted when he got the letter, but this is their process. The process between Albert and his daughter needed to go through. Albert needed to figure out some stuff about being a black man, relocating to a new community, and being a young father. And Danae needed to navigate what it was like to have a loving father who was involved differently in her life than she perceived. So there it is. And then things changed for Albert and Danae. This is part of a fantastic, beautiful story between a father and his daughter. As we continue to listen more about the father-daughter relationship and eventually the father and son relationship, we always are going to consider that there are three things going on. First, the father has an experience and perception that influences his senses, genetic makeup, culture, environment, etc. Second, the daughter will have her experience in similar ways. Then there is the interaction of the two, the third. The concept of the third is the experience of what is occurring between the father and the daughter, their relationship. The feelings are expressed internally within and externally towards each other. There are sensations arising both in terms of supports and in terms of uncomfortability. The interactions of what is said and unsaid. And there is more to be told in terms of the third. This will be explored next week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. Like below and subscribe to my channel. I will end by saying, the keys to happiness are following the path towards knowing oneself. Ancient Kemetic Proverbs.